Welcome to Slush Fun Sports. This is week two NFL GPP only. We'll go over the cash plays. We're not going to talk about it very much, but uh, yeah, that's our style here. And we have today Nick. Hey, hey. And BK. <laughs> hello, hello. We got the same crew as week one. Eddie's out, um, but he'll be eventually here. But it's, it's us four here at Slush Fun Sports breaking down all the DFS action. Uh, for week two um without further ado i think we should open up the show like nick are you are you okay no, about you football we're fine <laughs> we're getting there you know what hey you know we had a packed stadium for once in i think four years <laughs> so enough where we got a lot of work to do but frustrating game god i'm glad you you feel the positivity because you said fire <laughs> the entire coaching staff with the giants oh Oh, yeah, Giants, oh, my goodness, outside of Joe Judge, oh, boy, everyone needs to leave. Everyone needs to go. Get everyone out. <laughs> we need a new team. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, had to, I had to do it. I had to make sure you were okay. Oh, but, thank you. I but appreciate watch, it. But watch, karma is, karma is a real thing. Karma is yeah. real, that's for sure. Oh, these laughs are painful. They're, they're, they got no happiness beside them. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's get into it. I mean uh, – I think this is should be a pretty good slate. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but... I, I love this slate. I love this slate. What about you, BK? Well, I told you guys during the week, the Millie Maker last week hit was just below 200. I think we're looking at 225 at least. There's some big-time yeah. offensive, offensive yeah. spots. Yeah, that's a good point there. So, well, let's get into it. Let's get into the majority of points scored in, in QB stacks. Um, I'll kick it off with BK because I, I gave Nick a whole bunch of stuff and I, I need to let him, re, you know, regain his mental psyche. So, <laughs> BK, who do you like quarterbacks-wise? Um, I, I think you look at the late window and it's phenomenal. Um, I love Russ. Absolutely. I, got, I had Russ at 5% last week and I didn't know why this week against Tennessee. You, okay. Do you think he's a cash – play do you think he's going to be very highly owned no i don't because again we've got we got a full slate you know so we've got plenty of you know ways to go and he's the second highest uh price in the slate and you've got several options this week so i think i, I think he would be five percent but i don't know if he's going to be much above 10 so That's i a good I call think, out right there i i don't think you're going to see a massive chalk quarterback this week because of all the options and especially Russ's price. Yeah. I think price is a big factor when you look at Russ and ownership, not saying Russ isn't going to ball out because I think he has a phenomenal matchup, but I think he could be lower owned because, you know, 200 up is Kyler and 300 down is Brady and even Josh Allen. So I think there could be, um, some push in terms of putting those guys on versus Rush just because of the price, but I think he's in a fantastic spot. Yeah, and there, there are guys even lower that you can that you didn't yeah. mention yet. You can get you so, and plus we've talked this week about some of the value of running back and tight end. So I mean, we've got we've got mm-hmm. we got plenty of places you know to save so we can go up to him. Yeah. So with that so, said, yeah, I, yeah, I, so I don't think these- he'll be. So of these top three quarterbacks, who do you think is going to be the like the best cash game play, the most chalky quarterback out of these 
he's upper tier. Who who do we think is going to be the the chalky kind of place? And then VK, I'll let you finish uh, some more of these stacks. So is is chalk because I think Kyler Murray is going to be chalk coming off the week he had last week. Yeah, I, I agree. I can see I'm that. Just not a fan. Like I, I know it's a it's a it's a kind of a opposition type of call, but I, I think at eight seven there's so much more value you can find. I mean, like we were talking about Russ, like I think Russ is a better matchup. If you're looking at these top three quarterbacks, Kyler, Russell, and Tom. <laughs> that that sounds weird. But um I think, you know, Wilson's in the best spot. You know, I think Tennessee does respond from that blowout win or blowout loss against Arizona. And I think it's more of a dogfight more than just like, I think Arizona could put up a lot of points against Minnesota. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of running involved in that game. So I, I like Russ a little more than Kyler. If you're looking at these top three quarterbacks, but there's so much value down low. Um, there's a lot of guys that you can pick from. And I, I think I would say, you know, I know we're all thinking the same thing, but Herbert is in a amazing spot. I think he's going to be very chalky per my opinion. Um, I don't know what other people are thinking, but Herbert and his number one guy and Allen, like they should put up a lot of points against that Dallas defense. I also think that Dallas Chargers game will be a shootout. So it's going to be a really fun game to watch. But if you're looking, you know, to save, any sort of money from those top three guys. Herbert's definitely my guy to look at. BK, any other chalky quarterbacks and then go into some other great picks? No, I, I don't – again, I don't think we're going to see much chalk this week. I mean, may, maybe it's Herbert, but no, I don't think we're going to see too, too much chalk. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of on BK's, but I don't really see – I think there's just so much – the pricing gone – way up on all these really valuable quarterbacks. Um, like, the you know, they kind of are playing. I think Tom Brady will probably be chalk. That's just me. He's always chalk. He's always played. They're playing Atlanta. He has so many different wide receivers to stack with that, you know, it, you know even if you played Tom Brady, it's fine. Um, but I think that he'll probably be out of those three between Russell, Kyler, uh, and – Tom Brady, I think you'll see the ownership be number one, Kyler, two, Tom Brady, three, Russell Wilson. Um, but that's just me. So, yeah, I, you know, I and I once again don't really play the very chalky quarterbacks in this the big Millie Maker because I have seen enough times the Millie Maker win with whoever's the Dolphins quarterback that year. Oh, I don't even remember his name. And he won because he threw three touchdowns and was like 0.5% owned and had, you know, a stack with the rest of the people going off. So, I, I, you know, that's my strategy on these big GPPs is, you know, fade the stream. I think that's the big way of putting it. So, uh, let's get into some fade movers. Um, I mean, I kind of, I, you know, I've been, I've been asking uh, BK to start. Um, so, who do you like? Well, I think BK just hopped off for a sec or lost internet. I'll start. Um, no worries. He'll he'll pop back on in a second. Yeah, BK will come back. So Jalen Hurts. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts is an interesting play at court to be a GPP option because San Francisco just got decimated at the cornerback position. Um, you know, Manuel Mosley is a, is a solid quarterback um, to to go and and try to guard uh, 
uh, Devonta Smith. But, you know, for me, it's like they have so many weapons on this Eagles offense, uh, way more than we think, you know, and they have a really strong offensive line. So I'm kind of interested in playing Jalen Hurts this week off of the, the last week uh, that we got out of him. Um, I think, Kim, you could do Jalen Rieger. I think you could play Dallas Goddard. I think if you really want to take a, a shot at it, you, you should play um, one of those guys uh, or go in, and try to play Zach Ertz or something like that, you know, get kind of creative, maybe throw it with yeah. Miles Sanders, figuring that they get some sort of semblance of the run game. You know, that's probably one of my, my better ones that I was going to come up with that won't be too popular. Um, I might steal this one from someone else, but I'm going to go back to the Ryan Tannehill rel. Uh, against Seattle and play those wide receiver core of A.J. Brown uh, and Julio Jones. I know it's going to pop off soon. Um, whether or not it pops off this week and we get King Henry, but I, I don't think we saw uh, I don't think we saw that offense in week one. So I'm going to go with the, you know, uh, the buy low kind of thing where, where you're at this point. I think Ryan Tannehill is a pretty good option. Uh, and last but not least, before I kick it off to someone else, um, someone, give, <laughs> someone else talk. Uh, give, give me Baker Mayfield. I think Houston's mm. defense is one of the worst in the league. Um, and you go and stack him with the, you know Odell. Uh, you go Odell. stack him with Jarvis Landry. I don't think Houston is good. So, BK, what do you think about that? <laughs> BK's back. BK's back. Love- it was a perfect segue. I lost you guys for a minute, so I'm not sure uh, where I left off. With uh, I don't want to repeat anything y'all said, but uh, no, I gave let's Jalen. See, let's see. Uh, oh, hold, hold, hold. Let's see if DK agrees with Matt without hearing anything. You know, is are there any quarterbacks that stick out for you? What in the low? But below uh, the top three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a quarterback, you know, more and that okay. you won't see a lot of ownership on. Oh, not a lot of ownership. I was, I was gonna. I think Tannehill. I heard that rant that. I like the Tannehill play. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I think they rebound. Seattle secondary is a long way from the Legion of Boom days, and uh, yeah, I think you have some, you have some must, you know, some good teeth there. I think he'll be popular enough to not be overlooked, but I love Stafford this week. Ooh, that's a I great should, one. I, you know, I, Indy. You know, I don't know if they have, if they get Rhodes back this week to the top corner, but miss. They know much of a pass rush. You know, Houston's gone. You know, the Browns still their best linebacker in the offseason. So I uh I think Indy's defense, what it was last year, is they're nowhere close this year. So I, I think Stafford is gonna be he's gonna have a nice week. See, um, I he, see I knew BK was gonna say that, so I didn't <laughs> say it. So he could jump in and, and take take that one right there. Perfect. I love Stafford this week too. So Yeah, yeah that Rams offense looked unbelievable. Like that was that's going to be a very difficult team to beat. Uh, like <laughs> they look very smooth, and they just made it look so easy. Yeah, and you know we mentioned already, uh, you know Herbert in the first segment. So I mean, right there we've got we've got six quarterbacks. You know that I yeah. think are in very very good positions this week. Yeah, um, I did catch the Baker. You know a little talent there, Baker. <laughs> I know I love the guy. I'm I'm not on it this week just because I think the running game is gonna gonna build the lead, and just Baker's gonna play fine. I don't think he's gonna put the numbers up that you want. That's just me. I think I think, it, I think it's the Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt show this week. Yeah, hey, I can see it. Anyone else? 
Um, no, nah, I mean, those six, I'm, that's pretty much what I'm looking at, you know, those top six right there. Um, I'm just running through this. Nah, nope, nobody else really. Unless you want to throw, I mean, how about Dak? If you think it's going to be a shootout there with the Chargers, and we saw how they played versus Tampa, I mean, it was the Dak show. So I'll take, some, I'll take a shot on Dak this week. Yeah. Yeah, I think Dak, Dak played so well. Um, against Tampa Bay uh, on in week one. So I kind of like it. I got some you know, really bold predictions at quarterback because I know you guys took a, a lot of pretty good ones. Um, the first guy I'm looking at, and this this is, like I said, a bold prediction. Uh, it could be a high-risk, high-reward, but I love Kirk Cousins' stack. I foresee Minnesota getting down early. I foresee them having to throw the ball a lot. Um, and not use Dalvin Cook as much because I have a feeling they will be down potentially one, two scores almost immediately. Um, their defense can't sustain Kyler Murray's powerhouse of an offense from what we saw in week one, and I can see them really throwing the ball. I absolutely love the Minnesota stack with Thielen and Jefferson and then potentially run it back with Hopkins on the other end. I know it's a bit of an expensive stack, but there is a lot of value at the running running back position, which we'll talk about next. But um, I just think that's going to be a great stack and a potential uh, high bust, high boom type of stack. So I think that's, you know, I'll be running some Kirk Cousins lineups just because I really do think they'll have to throw the ball. I think there could be in a similar situation as to what Jared Goff was in last week. Not by that amount, but he's definitely going to have to play catch up with that team against Arizona. So uh, that's a guy that I think is a deep, deep sleeper. Another guy that I like to look at is Joe Burrow. I think he played so well against that Minnesota team. Uh, he's just starting to look like a, a very good quarterback, and he's starting to look like how he was last year. Uh, that Chicago secondary is not that good. Um, I think their front line is very good. So I think they might need to start passing a little bit uh, if, if they can't get Mixon going, which is a possibility. Um, they're going to have to go to Jamar Chase or T Higgins and then potentially run that back with Allen Robinson. I think you've got two really good stacks there. Um, the last guy I'm actually looking at is um, he played absolutely horrible uh, in week one, but he's only 6.7 K and that's Matt Ryan against a, a streaky Tampa Bay secondary. Um, I think he has a chance to potentially light up and come back from that horrible game one. Um, I think him and Ridley, could have some some chemistry together. Even Pitts could be out there. We saw the statistics on him, even though he didn't have a good game. But those are three flyers that I think could really potentially uh, win you a tournament if one of them pans out. Yeah, I think that that's a good call there. Um, getting a little bit of exposure to that game because historically speaking, Tampa Bay versus Atlanta has been just a slugfest. Mm-hmm of yep. points being scored and both defenses not really playing well. So I think that that is a super under the radar kind of play um, that might pan off pretty well. Um, Kirk Cousins does that. I mean, that offense does kind of scare me. I do like Kirk Cousins a whole lot this week. However, I mean, Arizona Lily is coming off a week where they set a, a record in sacks with Chandler Jones. J.J. <laughs> Watt on that defense has made Chandler Jones into one of the best NFL players. <laughs> out there it's crazy to think about he's gotten so much more buzz he was really good because he got double teamed all of last year 
It's like, who do you double team? Do you double team Chandler Jones? Do you double team JJ Watt? And that's that's what scares me about it. I would be all on board with Kirk Cousins based off the week that they have, based off the cornerback situation. But you know, it's if that defensive line scares me, I don't think I interest from that game. Um, I have no one else. I love the Matt Ryan call. Um, I think you dudes at the upper tier if you do a stack of Atlanta and then run it back with maybe I this is going to sound scary but if you run it back with the cheap Leonard Fournette um, and figuring that he finds his way into the end zone um, it also gets you off the chalk of Mitchell um, or even Antonio Brown or Antonio Brown that's a good one too yeah that's kind of an interesting play because that's going to get slept on real hard Um, oh yeah so I, I like that call um, but let's move on to running back. Uh, I think very can I simply. Can I throw one more, one, more quarterback, one more quarterback absolute dart? I'm just, I'm just thinking uh, game script. I'm thinking my bias because I'm not a fan of the Browns defensive coordinator. How about Tyrod Taylor as an absolute mm-hmm. dart in the game script? They're gonna be, they should be down by a lot. And that yeah. Browns secondary, man, I, just the, they, they play scared. He, he plays so conservative. Taylor's going to get his completions and get his yards. So I, if you want an absolute dart, absolute value of quarterback, I think you can get some numbers out of Tyrod this week. Yeah, that's an interesting call for sure. Um, I have no idea what to expect from Houston, to be honest with you. No idea. I, I think yeah. people are kind of – I think, you know, I think that the Jacksonville versus Houston game was probably the two worst teams in the NFL playing each other. But that's just me. I, I don't know how that's going to go, but you are right about that game script. And if you run it back with Chubb, I think that you got you got something cooking there for sure. You got something completely off the board. Who in the right mind is taking Tyrod Taylor this week? Yeah, yeah. who's taking Matt Ryan either? Slush yeah. sports is. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Well, I'll say, you know, with, with Houston and Jacksonville, I think it's the same game, like mantra as uh, Arizona and Tennessee. Like, was Arizona the better team or is Tennessee just, you know, in the dumpster right now? Uh, same thing with Jacksonville and Houston. Is Houston actually a good team or was Jacksonville just horrible? <laughs> so I think it's going to – I'm really excited to see both these games um, and see if these teams are actually legit or they just play bad teams. I, I, I think Houston's horrible. I really do. <laughs> the, the Browns, they should have their way with them. But I remember the Browns last year, man, at least I saw it. I mean, I mean, Eddie, Eddie saw it. They get a big, and they, they take the foot off the gas big time. Unless they fix that, it lends itself to a lot of garbage stats, which you know makes makes Taylor viable at a cheap price. That being said, um, any other quarterbacks or hold your peace? I think they're holding peace. <laughs> All right, hold the peace. Let's go into running backs then. Um, let's go with start with the top tier. Um, I foresee these top five, one of them is going to be, you know, I think that they're not going to have a whole lot of ownership at the top five, to be honest, um, except for McCaffrey. McCaffrey seems to just churn out big numbers. Um, are we going to McCaffrey and Chubb or Chalk, or you guys want to go out on a limb and say someone else is? Uh, who do you think is, uh, you know, the cashy kind of plays for this, for this week? I think, I think Chubb is Chalk. But I would not sleep on Camara, either. No. Yeah. You know, with uh, God, why am I bl- 
Why am I blanking on his name? The the top receiver for the Saints. The guy from Ohio State. Michael Thomas. Callaway. I mean, with him out, man, Kamara's getting even more in the passing yeah. game. And forget his running stats. I mean, the passing game numbers were ramped up for him last week. And yeah, yeah. you know, Carolina's defense, nothing to worry about. I think he's in a great spot up at the top. Yeah, I think uh, the opponent rank section in FanDuel, you know, red just draws people away, but these rankings are so skewed because Carolina played the Jets, right? Like fourth, that that doesn't mean anything to me. You know, if you played the Jets well, it doesn't seem like the defense was was there. Um, I think Alvin Kamara definitely is going to be in a great spot. I think they're going to use him a lot. And I don't think Winston is going to throw five touchdowns <laughs> again um, against this Carolina defense, whether they're good or bad. I think they're going to use Kamara. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with um, – I, I think that just because it's Christian McCaffrey and he's going to get – he's an automatically just lock it in for 20 points. Uh, it'll definitely be very chalky. Um, I mean, but he, New Orleans' defense was really good against Green Bay. They gave him fits. So I, I don't know. Sean Payton may may have something cooking up there. These kind of games and this these divisional matchups – and what is it, the, the NFC East, right, or NFC South? NFC yeah. South. Yeah, and these kind of divisional matches, no defense in them. Am I wrong about that? I mean, I feel like, you know, anytime the, any one of these teams get together, there's no defense played whatsoever. It's a shootout. Both these teams are slinging the football. Um, I, I mean, that's just what I've seen over the course of the last three. Obviously, you've got some new new names and new faces, and, in the mix to come play uh, for this division. But for the most part, it's just a gunslinging show, you know? Like, so I think McCaffrey and Kamara and, you know, anyone in those two games uh, this week, because they, they are all playing each other. Um, I think anyone in those are very viable to go off. Um, I, I think that you're going to see a lot of points scored. Um, obviously, you know, is it going to be a blowout? all that other stuff is factors in, but for the most part, they're you're in really great spots. Um, but that's just me. Uh, let's break it down into some other running back plays. Who do you like, Nick? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a couple guys, um, that are a little down. I think Chris Carson is so cheap today uh, or tomorrow against Tennessee. I think they're definitely going to run the ball. Um, I know Russ will be slinging it, but he's a great option if you want to play the contradicting uh, game flow. Um, I think Carson just runs very well. They're going to use him in the pass game. I think 6-7 does not serve him well. I think he's a great value at running back in this situation. Another guy that's a really good value is Najee Harris at 6-1. I know a lot of people are coming off saying, you know, he played 100% of snaps, or at least I, I think it was something close to that against the Las Vegas defense. You know, they played well against Baltimore. Crazy game. But, I mean, 6-1 for a guy that's going to be still the workhorse back, I think he gets in the end zone at least one time. Um, so I think he's in a great situation. And to my game script, I think Chase Edmonds, you know, could really break out this game because I have a feeling Arizona will be up. And if the game script is – uh, similar to what I'm saying, you know, Kirk Cousins will be throwing it. Trace Edmonds will be running it. So I think, you know, he could be in a great situation for 6K. But those would be the three that I'm really keeping my eye on. 
obviously there's the chalky guys and the, and the top tier guys. Um, but BK, what, what are you thinking? I'm sorry. Life got in the way there for a minute, so I, I, I missed – was gone during Matt's um, NFC South rant. I'm going to backtrack for one second. <laughs> oh, we're Matt, good. Matt, I think uh, you're a, a little biased and forgetting about, toward, against the Saints, how good their defense is. Uh, that's a legit, hard-hitting, tough defense. So, you know, I, I'm i down on McCaffrey this week at that price. I think the Saints do enough to, have, you know, to keep them away from value. That's just my opinion. I mean, um, but the volume is going to be there. He's still going to – he didn't score a touchdown against the Jets, and he got 21 rushing attempts and nine targets. That's not going to change. I think McCaffrey is viable. I disagree with you there. Well, what's changing there is he's playing a real defense this week. Yeah, so. but I, he didn't find the end zone against the Jets. I think he – yeah, I, I, I disagree with you. He's going to get all the volume he can handle, even if it is a good, tough defense. That might scare people off ownership. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I tend to agree, but that's all right. Okay. Uh, okay. So with that said, let's see. We're off the top guys. We're off of Kamara and Chubb. Who I think yep. are the best and did, uh, we mentioned Jonathan Taylor yet? Cause no. I, uh, I saw that stat this week, you know, I sent out to you guys, which was surprising, but the last three games running backs have, have done, have had their way, had a, a good, good numbers versus that, uh, that Rams defense surprisingly. So, I think if you want to load up on what we call it a uh, Stafford Woods Cup stack. Run it back with Taylor. You may have something there. I like him this week. Uh, we got to like Eckler this week, don't we? Was that mentioned yet? No. Mm-mm. Anyone versus Dallas, right? And got to throw Eckler in there. Yeah, probably not. I think Najee Harris is going to be chalk. I'm going to play a lot of him. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 was discussed. <laughs> But yeah, no, Najee is a great spot. I heard the Edmonds discussion. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. I, I like him too a lot. Again, game script, they're gonna be up. And I know I got lucky and I touched out last week, but Melvin Gordon put up some numbers. And did he games, really? He did. Yeah. I, I had we got like 19, yeah. 19 points, I'm pretty sure. On like eleven carries. Yeah. So he's in, that's he's in, what that's what's concerning for me is those eleven carries. Javante Williams, I think, took up half those snaps. So uh, he's a high boom or big bust type of guy. And don't get me wrong, I, I love him, but he has salary salary saver. He's fifty nine hundred and game script. Those they, Denver should be up on Jacksonville. You know, yeah. so I, mean, I guess you take you take your shot with either one, Gordon or, or Williams. But I, I mean, you want to save some money. You know, one of those guys, should, if not both, should be volume this week with that game script. So I'm not afraid to play the lineup for two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you on JJ Taylor. I, I, you know, I think me and you talked about it earlier this week. Um, I, you know, the Rams Indiana game should be fairly, I mean, offensive heavy and and pretty easy to kind of figure out the game script on. So I agree with you on JJ Taylor. Um, obviously I think, uh, we kind of went through some of these really good names. Like I, you know, everyone that you guys talked about were people that I was going to talk about. Um, I just, I, you know, personally speaking, uh, I think you should just look in this range. Um, but I think you should spend high and spend low. So I'm going to kick off the low running backs, which is kind of my specialty. Um, I'm going to start off by saying, uh, Eli Mitchell is not going to have more carries than Trey Sermon this week. 
I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. That's going to be my, my bold hot. I don't think – I think you're, you're getting into a trap there, and I know that there's a lot of stuff that could happen, and, and there's a lot of different things, but Kyle Shanahan is very unpredictable about his, his running game script. I, I don't think that – and he's going to drive so much ownership. Everyone is all hot on him. Yeah. Don't fall for the week one biasy. I would rather play Trey Sermon than uh, Eli Mitchell, to be honest with you. Um, they're both going to get carries, but I think Trey Sermon is the better running back of the two, and he didn't play in week one, which is why Mitchell got more carries than him. Don't just look at the website's depth chart. That thing's wrong all the time. Kyle Shanahan is going to go with whoever's the hot hand at running back, and I don't think it's going to be Mitchell this week. I think it's going to be Trey Sermon and go and save you some ownership. But down in that range, I see a guy that's 5'5". That should not be 5'5", and that's James Robinson. I know that there's so much bias off of week one. It's just it's absolutely astronomical how crazy of numbers and how he didn't get those kind of carries in the first game and how his price dropped by $2,000. That's the craziest part to me is that it shouldn't drop by 2000 He's going to get those opportunities. I understand Denver's defense is good and everything, but – like, I don't think it's the Carlos Hyde show. I think it's the James Robinson show. And, and to me, that's a well you got to go back to um, and, and, and have a lot of success with. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of really good running backs in this 5K range. Um, obviously, we touched on Melvin Gordon. I think Leonard Fournette in that game script might be all right, even though he was absolutely garbage on the first game. Uh, he still got seven targets, even though he dropped like two of mm-hmm. them or something like that. Um, he's still going to get the ball. He's going to get the rushing attempts. He's still Leonard Fournette. I think his ownership is going to be so low because of what people saw in week one and have overreactions that you should be over the field on him. Um, I think these are in an absolutely beautiful spot, um, and, and you should take advantage of that. Also, Kareem Hunt, five set. We were just talking about that, uh, the game script for that Houston Cleveland. I mean, might as well go take a shot on five seven. He's a big shot guy. I, I think if he vultures one or maybe two of Chubb's touchdowns, which is very possible, oh boy, you know you could be in contention for that Millie if he pops off at only five seven. Guys, let me let me throw a complete out of left field unique thought to you, and I, I'm sure the answer is no, but I'm, that's the purpose here. Could you play Chubb and Hunt in the same lineup? Okay, so let's go over the game script of how that would happen, right? So. Are we saying that, you know, they get up by so many points that they're going to use both these running backs? They're just going to put Chubb. They're going to take Chubb out of the game because he scored two touchdowns and put in Hunt, and he's going to score one. Is that kind of where you're headed? Chubb only had 15 carries last week, so they're going to use them both regardless. Could you see a game script where, I don't know, give or take, they each run for 80 yards and each score two touchdowns? Against this Houston team, about the 12.5 spread, is that so far out of realm to happen? It's not. Um, I don't think it's – no, I don't think it's far at all. But I think that one of them will blow up, uh, not both. I think it, it's tough for both, but I think the opportunity is there. Um, it's just difficult. I think Kareem Hunt, if you put him in, he blows up. You know, you're in a great situation for – both of them to get two touchdowns, I think that's a little tough. But I think it's not as far away as people think it is. Um, it's something I might 
avoid, but like we were talking, like Cleveland loves to run the ball. Uh, Matt, what are you thinking? Uh, I, I love Chubb. <laughs> I love Hunt. I don't love them both in the same lineup, to be honest. Because it, it, it takes a shots. It's a GPP shot for sure, but you know, it's like to me, it's like that also takes the opportunity cost of you potentially playing a different running back in a different game that might actually get more carries than both of them or more opportunities. Um, It's just to me, why would you not play James Robinson? He's cheaper than, than hunt and he's going to get more opportunities in my opinion than this week. So I don't know that James Robinson is my guy that's going to get slept on super hard. Um, And I think that you got to go and take advantage of that. Yeah, that's why. Just a thought I had. Fun to see, you know, third <laughs> do what they thought. But yeah, that, that's I, the only reason why I would consider they had as a GPP shot is how cheap Hunt is. So you're not, yeah. you're not like, you're not like, you know, basing your lineup on Hunt's success. Your Hunt is there to let you get other pieces, but he could, he could definitely do some stuff at five seven. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Chubb is safe at eight four. Yeah. But just yeah. Complete shot in the dark. Why not throw the wall? See what sticks, you know? Exactly. Good call. I also think before we move to wide receivers, I I think, you know, we haven't talked about Derrick Henry yet at at 8K. I I think this could be the cheapest we find him all year against a Seattle defense that's just not that good. Uh, They're going to run him. Like, I guarantee, you know, Tennessee was down by, what, 30 points, and he still got, what, 17 rush attempts. Like, they're going to push him. And if he breaks a couple plays, which is very well possible, I think Henry could be a 30-point scorer this week, potentially. He has that opportunity to do that. So I think, you know, uh, he's 400 cheaper than Chubb. You know, I, even if you stack both those guys, I think they, they're in great spots. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Let me throw, yeah. a, I'm gonna throw one more cheapy out there also. We're moving on to, I'm surprised you skipped over him, but we, man, we talked so much about, not so much, but mentioned Jonathan Taylor. What about Naheem Hines at 5.1? Uh, yeah. He I, plays I think, a lot. Yes, he does. He does play a lot. Um, and yeah, that's a definitely, that's a flyer to take for sure. I think he's in there. Um, how I didn't see him. So he's what, five? What's the price? One. Five, yeah, he's a good, yeah, he's a good shot. Um, I mean, assuming that he gets the same amount of target share in nine and eight, uh, targets and not matching it, he's in a good spot. Uh, hopefully, vultures one touchdown on you. Um, I think that is a, a really good GPP option just because you just kind of have a gut feeling that the, the ownership is going to gravitate. And if it ends up that the, I'm not saying it will, I don't think so. Up on that Rams offense, like you, you back with someone that's going to be a little bit cheaper. Uh, I think that gives you options because the Rams offense, I mean, that stack is, is not, it's like middle of the range and very affordable. And that scares me about it because I so much that I'm afraid that everyone else loves it too. So, um, that's a little bit of my my thoughts and opinions, um, and that kind of turns me into wide receiver. Unless anyone else has anything, and for 
We're all good. Good. All right. Good. Let's go in the wide receiver. I'm going to kick it off by saying the chalk's probably going to be Keenan Allen. Simple as I see Keenan Allen getting a ton of ownership, um, but for good reason. He had the most targets out of any wide Correct me if I'm wrong, but he had 13. Did anyone else get more? I doubt it. No. Um, I doubt no. it. He tied for Chris Godwin. I, yeah. All of that back. Cooper got more targets, but that was part of the slate. Um, wasn't a part of the slate, so we can't say it. <laughs> doesn't count, but it does because I was wrong, but I was also right. Yeah, look, at Tyreek had 15 targets. He's off the slate this week. Yeah. So, so. To, to me, it's Keenan Allen will leave in target share, right? Uh, I, uh, I, I mean, uh, you know, Diggs had 13, Beasley had 13, but yeah, Allen's right there with 13. So after, Ty, after Tyreek uh, with 15, he was like tied for the high, second highest targets last week. Yeah. So I think he, he'll probably leave. I don't think Amari Cooper is going to get 17 targets again. Do you think, like, am I wrong? He was a monster for sure. Gallops out, so he might. All right. I mean, well, then the, Allen and Amari Cooper is chalk. Cash, please. I mean, yeah. It wasn't like, you know, it was all Cooper. You know, Lamb got – they're going to throw the ball over the place. So, Cooper – Yeah. Allen's there, I too. can see it. But I just think, you know, a lot of that had to do with that Buccaneers front line and them just not running Zeke on anything. Um, I think Zeke's more of a factor in this game, and I think that will definitely limit the targets. Not saying a Dak, Cooper, and CD stack wouldn't be great, but that's the only thing that fears me a little bit of Amari basically living up to that 7-8. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough for me to to see anyone else. It's it's hard to get really the gauge on the cash and chalk uh, this week for sure. Now, something some at you there with your Allen call. Guess who had one less target than Keenan Allen last week? Who? His team at Mike Williams had twelve, and he is. <laughs> All right, there, there oh, you yeah. go. If, if you love Herbert, you go play those two. Oh, right. You what? you took my sleeper. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But oh my goodness, I love that. I love that stack, especially with um, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mike Williams is a beast. You know, I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is. Um, and he's going to definitely get targets. You know, both of them are. They're going to launch the ball, um, and there will be big plays given up. And I think they're going to come in the air. Yeah. Yeah. We're saying this, this slate is so awesome. There's so many good ways yeah. you can. Yeah, I have no idea what to play. Like, I'm, I'm just like looking at all this, and there's so many different options. Yeah. Like, so many. Um, I think a guy that pops out, you know, a couple is, uh, I mean, DK is really cheap for what he's been the last like ten weeks. You know, seven K. Yeah, I know he's usually eight one to eight five. You know, in a game where they will be slinging the ball. Um, I from what I've seen all last season, DK and Lockett just switched off every week one minute it was Lockett, one minute it was dk sometimes it's both but very rarely they both have 30 point games um i think you know dk is the guy this time um for 7k you know tyler Lockett 7-2 i think they're underpricing him here i don't know if you guys agree or not but that's definitely someone that i'm going to be looking out for yeah 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, you're gonna, you know, I think play them both. I think there's your, th- your three by one. I mean, just don't, yeah. don't risk, don't, uh, don't try to guess. Play Lockett and DK with Russ. Well, when you look at three to one, Brian, who's your three? Who's your one, though? Is it Julio or is it Brown? Or would you potentially even stack both uh, and do Ooh. flex? Good flex? No, I, I'm thinking that Brown's my guy there. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I, I like Brown. Brown's their guy in Tennessee. But I wonder what's going on in that locker room. You know, with Julio, he did not play well against that Cardinals, you know, defense, which their secondary is not that great. But you could tell Tannehill and Brown have a connection, and he doesn't yet with Julio. Um, so I'm very interested to see if that changes or is Brown going to be the guy. So um, that's going to be a good one to look for. Um, I would say another guy that I actually really like, um, and he didn't perform too well in week one. I think that's why his stock has flown down a little bit, but that's Allen Robinson. Dude had 11 targets against Jalen Ramsey. You know they're looking for him. You know, I don't consider, you know, six receptions for 35 yards horrible when you're playing against the number one corner in the league. Um, uh, Cincinnati's a whole different story, and I think Dalton's going to rely on him along with maybe Montgomery to get some points. You know, I this is, you know, could be a hot take, could be a kind of gut feeling, but I, I think he can easily go for two touchdowns this week at 7-2. I mean, you're in a good spot. Mm. No. <laughs> the Browns are going to, I mean, he's, I don't know if you saw that Chicago game, but Allen Robinson is the guy. They love going towards him. Like, really like him. And I think, you know, when you look at that pass game, they're going to need him in the end zone. They're going to find him. Or they're going to be at least looking for him. You know, I think he can get a similar amount of targets this week. And, you know, with 11 targets against that horrible, eh, I wouldn't say horrible, but um, forgiving <laughs> Cincinnati defense. You know, I, I think he can definitely get in this week. Nick, I'll give to you the caveat. If uh, Nagy pulls his head out of his ass and <laughs> – Mm. Quarterback. I think you're thinking like a lot of Bears fans. <laughs> okay, you're just trying to get Bears good. fans to, to come in and listen to us. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all that take is. Got to be no, Dalton's the quarterback. No chance. I'm playing Allen Robinson. Guys, my hot my hot take back to the draft. You can look at our text records. Is that Fields should have been the second pick over Zach Wilson? I, mean, I, I said said that. Me and you, me and BK were aligned on that. I thought he should go ahead of Lawrence too, but that's just because I'm, I'm, I'm me and oh, I take yeah, really, yeah, I, I have really, that. really, really hot takes. Um, yeah, that, but he should have been the second pick. He should have been ahead of Wilson, ahead of who else went ahead of him? Uh, Trey Lance ahead of. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't know what Fields did, you know, between beating Clemson with a broken rib or whatever he had, between then the draft to drop his stock. Um, the guy was nails last year. He was a, he would, they said he was the number two pick for most of the year. Then, you know, we had the silly season, all the tape came out and he dropped the, what the fifth, fourth quarterback taken, I think. Yeah. Fourth. And, you know, guess who, guess who traded that pick away? <laughs> the giants <laughs> where we could have really loved the quarterback right now. He was the second best quarterback in the draft. And I think you have know, two teams are going to regret that big time, but rant over. Rant yeah. over. We can't. We can't keep going on. But Fields is good. good. I, I like. 
I like the throwback a little bit with the Robinson call. Now we finally got something. We've been agreeing on too much, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. For real. Yeah. Hey, you want to argue about Nelson Aguilar for a little bit? <laughs> oh, yeah, who absolutely put up a beast of a game last week. <laughs> okay. Seven, five receptions, 72 yards reception uh, touchdown. Oh, yeah. Aguilar's a beast. <laughs> oh, God, no, he's not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, if you're going to be looking at some different wide receiver plays, I love Devonta Smith um, this week. The 49ers secondary is absolutely decimated. So I like all these Philly wide receivers this week. I mean, you, you just know that they're going to throw the ball, and that's going to be a pretty good game. The 49ers gave up 30 points to the Detroit Lions. How much points are they going to give up to a good offense? Um, and that's mainly because their best cornerback, uh, was out for the game, and they, they just started. Goff just decided to go nuts in the last couple minutes of the game. Um, so I think the 49ers Philadelphia game will probably be pretty high scoring. Um, you're going to want some some exposure to that. Um, I think the 49ers are way too tough to to dissect on offense because you never really know where they're going to go. Kyle Shanahan is unpredictable. Um, you know, we, we could we could sit here and be talking. Uh, all about you know Mitchell and then Sermon and Hasty are the show, um, or we could be sitting here talking about you know Debo Samuel and then George Kittle goes off, or uh, you never know with this offense. Um, I think it's a Super Bowl contender team to be honest with you with the amount of weapons that they have because we can't dissect who's really going to be the guy. Ayuk didn't play; uh, he had a hamstring tweak, so he didn't play very much. Um, I think, you know, he got zero receptions, zero targets. So that's going to take away from what Samuel did last week. So you you never know with these kind of things. Um, I do agree with you guys on Mike Williams. Uh, I am definitely off of Christian, even that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's a little bit of a uh, – it's a little bit. Uh, I think the, the best play in the 5K range is Jamar Chase. I mean, he put up all that – those numbers um, against Minnesota put up 101 yards on seven targets. Um, and he's cheaper than Nelson Aguilar, just by the way. Um, I think he's a better play uh, than him. Uh, and he put up better numbers. So Jamar Chase uh, for me is a big one, um, especially with the connection with him and Joe Burrow. Out of all those Cincinnati Bengals, he should be the most expensive out of all of them, yet he is not. So um, I think that he's in a pretty good spot. Um, and you know, I think we, sh- we kind of were sleeping on, um, you know, some of the Indiana pass catchers, uh, it might be okay to go in and play Pittman again. If he's, he's questionable, if he is out, then you love Paris Campbell, go and load up on Paris Campbell, go and load up on Pascal. Um, I think that there's an opportunity there, uh, and Jalen Rieger, Philadelphia wide receivers are going to have a field day against the Niners. So. I think I like a lot of Philadelphia receivers today. Um, and so, yeah, Matt, that... first off, I'm going to interrupt you for a quick sec. Thank you for saying Indiana and not the Colts. Now you're giving me PTSD. <laughs> That's why I'm doing it. It's <laughs> a mental warfare. Okay. I, I just had to say that. <laughs> it's where they play, right? Am I wrong? Yeah. They're in Indiana, what? right? Oh yeah, 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 Okay, good. I, yeah, I thought I was Indy, saying. Uh, yeah. No, you're fine. I, also, I know why you're saying. Yeah. Also, one other thing. 
5K Elijah Moore. You know, he was on the field for most of the game. And and they're still the Jets. So 5K Elijah Moore might be someone to take a shot on. They're hot on him. He had minus three receiving yards in the game. Are you kidding? Minus three. Like, they're going to figure out a way to get him him the ball. He was targeted pretty good. The Jets will figure it out. I wouldn't sleep on him too much. Um, But some of these these lower-tier wide receivers are in, in good spots. Um, to go and take shots on. Matt, did you skip over Mike Williams because we already talked about him? Because he's right there in that range. Oh, no, Correct. yeah, no. Yeah, he's he's going to be a beast. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I skipped over him because I talked about him earlier. Also, Marquez Callaway is in. So, um, didn't we say that earlier that he was going to be out? But were we talking about Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to be clear. So then going Callaway's in that mix too. So there's a ton of 5K uh, wide receivers that are in good spots. Yeah, there's a, there's one that you skipped over that I, I'm intrigued by is uh, Tim Patrick. Yes, over. okay, yeah. As, uh, you know, Judy's out, and what I've read, they're trying to ease, ease back Cortland Sutton. Um, so it comes down to Patrick and Hamler. You know, and Hamler seems like more of the big play guy, where Patrick's more of your all-around target that if they are easing sudden back in even if they are patrick's no worse than your third option over there so i think patrick 5400 you know again as long as Denver doesn't completely blow jaguars out and you know, take the pass game out of the out of the equation i think patrick's very intriguing at 5.4 for yeah. sure I'm actually – I know we've talked about a couple of 5.4 guys, but someone who I think, you know, you guys haven't mentioned yet, um, he got 13 targets last week at 5.4. Um, and that's Cole Beasley. I know, Brian, you mentioned him a little bit with the amount of targets he got. You know, Stephon Diggs is going to have a little trouble with Xavier Howard. Ooh, boy. I mean, he could get some work uh, at Buffalo. Buffalo should put up, you know – three, four touchdowns against Miami. I know they got a decent defense, but I think, you know, five, four Cole Beasley, you know, you throw that in like as a flyer guy. Oh boy. He's also another guy that can really pop off. I guarantee you Cole, his ownership will be 0.5. Yeah. 13 targets too. 13 targets, eight reception, 60 yards. He gets a touchdown. Oh boy. People game watch the game log watch. Um, I, I, I don't, Beasley, I think it's an interesting take. I think it's good. Um, I think Josh Allen is is a good quarterback that's going to run the ball too. So that might be an option. But we spent quite a bit, little bit of time on wide. Um, so right. is having hold your piece. Yeah. I'm on one, I'm on one more. So right. Matt, you're off Christian Kirk, right? Yeah, you're off Christian. Him. Are we um in agreement that AJ Green is basically a corpse at this point? Adrian Green is uh, kind of interesting. Well, I, I was leading up to Rondale Moore at four point nine. Oof. Yeah, I he's oh, we're definitely digging the trenches. We're I digging in trenches. I can see that though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, five targets, um, sixty-eight receiving yeah. yards in play. It's just going to be a different wide receiver each week. Um, Hopkins targets, but that is an actually pretty good flyer there. All right, again, again, I don't know if we're going to need it. I mean, my God. I, guys, I almost passed out when I saw the Rams prices, you know, on Cup and Woods. So I don't even know if we're going to need a dumpster dive. 
I know. I, I just the more and more we talk about it, I love this beat. I love the Rams. I love them. But the more and more we talk about it, oh, God, they're going to be the, just the chalk feelings are going strong in me, man. You know, yeah. if we're yeah. right about this and they're not, and and we're right about this, like, boy, it's going to be it's going to be a field day for us. Um, but. I actually, you know, the more and more I look at it, like I, there's no way that they're not shocked. Yeah, I, well, I'm just hoping that people have some Colts bias. You know, remember how good the Colts defense was last year because they're not the same this year. And you put those True. guys, McVeigh drawing up plays for, you know, for a, a strong arm, an actual good quarterback. Oh, yeah, but Rams. I'm, I'm all over the Rams. You know, I love Woods, but I think that whole, that whole operation, I love. Love but it. I think also that there's just so many different good stacking options that that might lower their ownership too. So I'm still nervous about it, but uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm going to play it. Why not go and lean into it a little bit? But there's a ton of different value-saving options this week that you don't need the dumpster dive everywhere. I think you can easily play Kamara and Chubb and still have a really good lineup with some of these yeah. stacking options. So. Um, I just threw one in there, and I had Chubb, Kamara, and J.J. Taylor, and I had the Rams stack. So there's a lot of different options that you can go and do. Um, so go and pick your favorite and put in some studs. Um, but let's move on to tight end. Um, speak now or forever hold your peace. I think we're good. Tight ends I'm ready for. Perfect. This, this should be quick. This should be quick. All right, let's go quickly. Um, any chalk? Gronkowski chalk maybe. Mm, I think I, I think, think Waller. Yeah, Waller and Kittle. You top two guys. Yeah, probably probably pretty chalky. But I mean, let's just go into the really good picks. I still love Kyle Pitts. I think that they didn't use him right in the offense. They're going to use him right this week. Eventually, he's going to break out into being one of these upper tier uh, tight ends. So that was my prediction at the very beginning of the season. Um, I know BK is going to say this one, so I'll let him go into it. Who is your favorite? I, well, besides, I mean, you think I, I'm going to say Fant? That's what you're thinking? Yeah, I didn't want to yeah. take him. So, Again, Fant. No worse than your third option in that pass offense this week. So, Fant, and then 100 bucks cheaper. I mean, all the buzz on Higby this week. You know, yeah. If, if for some reason, you can't afford one of those cheap, you know. Rams receivers save a thousand dollars and make that put Higby in your stack. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nick, who are you yeah. got? Anyone? Yeah. Um, I was going to look at, like, I know uh, Brian was talking about Fant and Higby, but I also like Jared Cook too. I know we're talking about Herbert slinging the ball to Williams and Keenan Allen. Uh, but, you know, I-, I think he very well could be that third option after seeing Eckler get. I think one target all last game. So I think, you know, he's up for a, a good, uh, a good game in a game where we were talking about, and we'll keep talking about that the ball will be thrown a lot. So I, I really like him. Um, if you want to spend a little less money on the other guys, but I really do like Fant and Higby. Um, and, you know, we saw like Waller get so many freaking targets at seven K, you know, I think he's getting closer to Kelsey range than we think. Um, 19 targets. That's ridiculous. You know, I think seven K I'm willing to take that. Yeah. And uh, I, I love that cook call because look at what, look at what Gronk did last week, that same defense. Yeah. We had tight end weak spot right there. 
I'm saving Matt super sleeper of the week uh, for tight end. So um, love it. If you guys, if you guys are all good, I'm gonna get a Matt super sleeper. Well, go for it. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll let you take it, Matt. I don't want. I don't want to steal it. So if, just in case. Tell me, tell me, tell me if you you were gonna you had this on your radar, James O'Shaughnessy. Absolutely not. Okay. Bad, okay. Bad. Hear me out. The Jacksonville Jaguars tight end. He had eight targets. He's 4.4K. He definitely was a fixture in this off. Um, I think that he's be slowly becoming Trevor Lawrence's favorite target to throw to. Um, I, you know, I think, I know it sounds crazy. I know you guys are all like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Eight, eight targets. Great impression. You know, eight targets at 4K, why not take a flyer shot if you have nothing else to do and you have nothing else, no spending elsewhere. You have to pay for someone in the 4K range. I think that that's a great. All I'll say is interesting. Interesting. It's the Matt, Matt Super Sleeper. Yeah. Believe it. It's a good sleeper. Oh my. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm on the tight ends uh, target page right now. Waller had 19 targets last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. That's sidebar there. It's a sidebar. And I think for 7K, if you get a wide receiver that had 19 targets, they would be almost 9K. Hey, that, that's I, all I'll say. Hey, both of you, the GPP only podcast. Just, just want to throw that out there. Just, we're, we're, we're reminded, but we love Waller right. here. We love Darren so, Waller. Here's my GPP t- dark throw then for, uh, for you know, for tight end. And you never know. The offense is so balanced. But I'll tell you, David Njoku, God, that guy made some catches last week. He is – him and Baker have chemistry. I mean, Hooper has become like – I'm not saying afterthought. But I think Njoku's stepped up to the number one tight end there. And he, that guy, is, he's learned how to catch in the last year or two. So he's at 4.8K. And I'm, I'm telling you, the guy's, the guy's ball, he balled last week. So if you want to take a shot at tight end, 4.8, David Njoku. Yeah. All right. I see it. Yeah. A little homerism. Okay. Yeah, I believe it. But uh, let's move into defenses. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Um, I would say one more if you want to go super sleeper. Check out Dalton Schultz, especially with Gallup down. He might be. He might get a couple looks in the end zone. He's a, another big flyer for me. But other than that, he's more of a flyer than O'Shaughnessy, Matt. <laughs> mm, O'Shaughnessy got more <laughs> targets than him. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I might be on this <laughs> Targets. He had half the amount as Waller. I don't want to hear. I don't so, want to so even. Don't even start with Dalton Schultz. Oh my God, they have Blake. No, dude. Honestly, BKs is probably better than mine. But I think O'Shaughnessy is is a, another guy to, to pay attention to, though, for sure. Um, but that, I'm not. I mean, Blake it Jarwin is. is it, it, it is just me. I don't. I don't think. I don't think uh, the Cowboys. Offense has so many different weapons. I I don't know. I he, I he wasn't on my radar for sure, but I'm also playing O'Shaughnessy, so I can't really talk too much. He had eight targets. Just saying. 
Okay, we're dumpster diving again. We're dumpster diving. <laughs> it's time to move the D's. It's time to hold our peace. Yeah. Um, so let's go into the defenses real quick because I think we're, we're getting close to the hour. Um, mm-hmm. So let's do it really quick and then hop into our Kanye gut feelings and get out of here. Um, I think for me, the high-end spend is the Steelers' defense uh, and running it back um, and stacking those two. I think that that's probably the best uh, defense running back combo there. The 100% of snaps that played for Najee Harris that seems to be a pretty good one. Um, if you're going to go down into the dumpster barrel, uh, you know what? Why not? Why not play 10 Henry together? I think that that might be an interesting one. Let's assume that you know Seattle falters on their offense. Not saying that it'll happen. Not saying that anything bizarre will happen in that game. But Tennessee's defense um, ends up figuring it out, and they're so cheap at three-two. You won't even need to play O'Shaughnessy or Dalton Schultz or anyone in the four K <laughs> range. So yeah, there, there you go. I love it. Go yeah. for it, BK. I see. Uh, I like I like Denver's defense. You, you can pair them with Gordon or Williams. Take your pick, whichever one you want to take a shot on, or neither. Just play them with Fant you know, if you want. I mean, I think Denver's defense is in a great spot. I think the Browns with Chubb, or if you want to go Browns with Hunt, I think it's a good pair. If you want to dumpster dive, I got two for the dumpster, solely based on her. They're matching up with. Bengals defense going against uh, what's left of Andy Dalton in the Bears O-line. Get some sacks there, possibly turnovers. Pair him with Mixon. And then why not the Raiders? You know, Pittsburgh offense is not scary at all. The Raiders did, a, I thought, a decent job on uh, on Lamar on Monday night. So I don't know if you can pair them because Josh Jacobs is hurt this week. I'm so pretty sure Kenyon, he's out. If, if Josh Jacobs is hurt, we need to circle back to running back to say Kenyon Drake. And then pair them two. What about that? Yeah. You could. If you want to pair the running back, you could. If you just want to go naked on defense, I mean, Pittsburgh's old line is terrible. Big Ben can't move. And, I mean, the Raiders got – I mean, they got between, you know, Max – was it Max Crosby or, or Williams? I forgot their D end. The guy with two Crosby. X's. Yeah. Crosby. And the guy I cannot pronounce his name. The guy that got traded like three times last year. In Gakwe, is that what you say his name? Yeah. They've got some DNs. I mean, they can – they will pressure Roethlisberger. So, you can get some stacks there and po- possibly a turnover off that pressure. So, at oh. 34, you want to punt defense. Maybe there's only one way to go. I like that punt. Nick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we went over a lot of the great defenses. So, I'm going to give you two that we haven't gone over. Uh, I wouldn't mind going um, – spending all the way up, even though it's against my mentality. Um, but I wouldn't mind New England and run it back with Harris. You know, Belichick loves to throw defensive schemes at rookie quarterbacks. They never usually do well against that New England defense, no matter who they are. So, I think that's definitely someone you can look at. And then another one, like I said, you know, you guys went over most of the good ones, but – Hey, you know, if you're going to throw a flyer on Tennessee, I'd throw a flyer on Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville Robinson stack, you know, I wasn't too impressed with Teddy Bridgewater last week. I know he had some, some good plays, but you know what? Jacksonville, maybe Urban Meyer will talk to them about something. They'll do something. Who knows? But uh, I think that's another flyer GPP call. 
I, I kind of like it, but I also hate it, but I kind of like it kind of thing. Minus three fantasy points per game. They're going to have zero percent of people. There's no chance that they're above one percent owned. Yeah, in the big, you in got the, the big money maker. This is this is why we talk about it. My yeah. only with it with that call. I mean, yes, told dark throw. I don't see Bridgewater making the mistakes you want from a quarterback. You know, he's, yeah, he'll, I, think, he'll, I think he's he's in a good matchup. I, I just think that you know, if you want to spend three three, Jacksonville gets you know four or five points for three three. Hey, it could work. Yeah, I I think better. For the Raiders, but I guess I stole that one. Speak now or hold your piece about the defenses. <laughs> We're holding. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, then let's get into the gut feelings. Who wants to kick us off? God, do I have any left? Mm-hmm. Them <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll go. Um, I know I mentioned it before. Um, you guys weren't high. This is why I'm saying it again. <laughs> Just because we'll, we'll maybe talk week three and see if it panned out. But I think Allen Robinson goes for two TDs. That's, that's a pretty good one. But it won't happen because Andy Dalton's throwing him the ball. I can't go wait ahead. to come Any back. Other ones? Let's go, Shaughnessy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll keep <laughs> Honestly, scores a touchdown. Not oh, I guess. If he scores a touchdown, hey, I'm just saying, like, that's seven points. You're already 10x this price. Just saying, you know, and they, you know, I think his target share was big enough that you, you can take a flyer. But uh, my secret one is I think there's so many different options that. You could potentially play Kamara, Chubb, and McCaffrey in the same lineup and still have something good. So spend up at running back. Stack Matt Ryan and potentially there's your price saver. You or can, do like you, a Joe Burrow or something. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the lineup in and see if this works. PK, who's your who's your um who's your guys this week? Who's my what my 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 gut? Yeah, give me your gut. Yeah, you know, I have two that developed during this podcast, and they're they're similar. I think that Kareem Hunt and Naheem Hines outscore Chubb and Jonathan Taylor this week. Wow, wow, that's bold. That's yeah. not bold. It's just a little just, bit bold because Hines' call makes as much as we love the Rams. Hines is more of your pass catcher. They're gonna need him. That's a good point. It's possible. It's possible. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, like I can I right now I'm trying to really quickly fit Chubb, McCaffrey, Kamara uh into one lineup and I'm having trouble uh doing that. So I don't think that that's on the table. I Anyways this our conversation the way to do that would be a Ram stack and maybe instead of one of the right receivers going with uh Higby. Instead of maybe Woods, you run it. You try it that way. Yeah, but I I have someone cheaper than Higby. Uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> Anyways, that was my last little Kanye gut feeling. I, I'd say stack the Rams and you'll be safe. But if you want to get a little bit risky, uh, go off the board. You know, go a little bit off the board. Go with someone that you wouldn't normally see, uh, or had a bad week one and and you know that there's adjustments from week one to two. So take advantage of that. Take advantage of uh, this podcast and go out there and win some money. Uh, anyone else 
Anyone else got anything, last parting thoughts before we, we say peace out and enjoy the rest of our afternoon? It's going to yeah. be a fun one. Last thought on the negative, unfortunately. Don't play McCaffrey. Oh, God. Oh, oh baby. God. I can't wait. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. And then McCaffrey puts up 25 and you'll get a text. I'm sure I will. <laughs> right, right after Dalton Schultz puts up 30. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, peace out. Peace out. Peace.